Welcome to your Stronger Than Anxiety podcast, a podcast for women who are done living life around their anxiety and want to increase their happiness, confidence, and health. I'm your host, Chelsea Elliott, and I struggled with crippling anxiety for most of my life. And so one day, I decided enough was enough. I did trial and error until I found what worked for good. Now I help hundreds of women do the same. If you're ready to uplevel your life and say bye to your anxiety, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Hey y'all, welcome to episode five. Um, Today I wanted to talk about a quote I found the other day. And I've seen this quote before, but yesterday it really just hit me because there's been so many times in my life where this has been true. So the quote goes, if a flower doesn't bloom, you don't fix the flower, you fix the environment. How many times have you thought you were broken? How many times have you thought there was something wrong with you specifically, like you could not be helped? This is the same thing that this quote is trying to tell you. It's not necessarily you. It is your environment. Your environment is everything. But I think when most of us think environment, we think of where we live, which is definitely true, but it's not only that. And that's what I'm going to dive into today. I'm going to give you four things of how your environment serves so much importance to your life and how you can start changing that today. So the first one is the most obvious and it's where you live. For sure, where you live is so important. I grew up in upstate New York and gosh, I knew from a young age that I did not want to spend the rest of my life there. It was just so cold. The winter, the winters were unbearable. I graduated with like 60 kids. Like, I mean, it was a small town where I came from. We had like one stoplight in the entire city. Oh gosh, city. That's funny. It was barely a little tiny town. And the closest Walmart to me was an hour away, just to give you some reference to where I was. Like we would have to travel 30 to 45 minutes to get to any major city. It was insane. So yeah, some people would thrive there, right? They would love it. And a lot of people who love to hunt, a lot of people who love, um, I don't know what they like, but if, you know, there's some people that really like living there, but it just wasn't for me. So as soon as I graduated my bachelor's, I decided to move to Florida. I've always wanted to live by the ocean. I've always wanted to live in the sunshine. My favorite thing in the world is just being in the sun, being warm, being happy, being by water. And that's what I wanted the most. So I mean, within two weeks of getting my degree, I was on my way there. And that's not to say that it was easy. It was one of the hardest things I've ever done. I remember the last person I saw was my dad and I hugged him so tight and gosh, it was just so hard to leave my driveway because I I remember driving down to Florida and I cried for about three hours of the way. I just couldn't stop crying. I couldn't believe what I was doing. And even my first week there, I was, it was like in shock. I didn't realize what I did. I, I moved away from everything I ever knew, but it ended up being the best thing that has ever happened to me. I loved that I was brave enough to be able to do that and get out of an environment that wasn't going to allow me to flourish. I wasn't going to be able to flourish where I grew up. So, but that's not the only thing, right? I mean, you can move somewhere and because we've moved to Florida and where I was 
at in Florida was Pensacola. And Pensacola is just this amazing place. Honestly, if you ever get the chance to go, definitely go. It is like one of the best places in America, I swear. But Gary, when I met him, when we lived in Florida, he got a job after he got his master's degree down in West Palm Beach. And I was like, yeah, I'm down like as close towards Miami. We were near the Keys. I was like, dang, that sounds awesome. Let's go. We get there and we hate it. We absolutely hate living there. We loathe everything about it. And I mean, that happens. Not every place is going to mesh with you. So your environment is important, but it's not as important as other things because not everyone has the means to be able to just get up and move, right? Like you have families, you have dedications, whatever it may be, but don't use them as excuses either, right? So the second one is your job. Your job is huge. So when I first moved down to Florida, I was like determined to be a full-time beach body coach. And when that fell flat after three months of trying, I was like, well, I'll just get a, you know, a job. And I applied everywhere and I wasn't really getting a lot of feedback. And I was I was sad because I, you know, I just got my bachelor's in psychology. I was excited to get into the field. Um, but honestly, like I there was just nothing that was a match for anything. Um, I wasn't getting any phone calls back, any interviews, but one day I was like, well, I'll just try to get a job for the time being. And I found that the, um, there was a place in the mall that was hiring. And actually I've always wanted to work in a mall. I used to love going to the mall. Um, but I got the shop at this jewelry store and it was like one year of hell. Honestly, I just, I hated everything about working there. The only thing I liked was a couple of my coworkers, but everything else was just so awful. So not me. And I stayed there for a whole year, just completely miserable. Just so sad about my life, even though I was living in this gorgeous place and I had this wonderful boyfriend and I was meeting all these great people. I like most of my days were at this job. Like I was full time there. So in during the busier seasons, you could see me there for maybe 60 hours a week. It was awful. So once I quit that job, I swear it was like a the weight just lifted off of me. And I went into my car that night and I was just like laughing hysterically like a crazy person because that's how good I felt. I felt so relieved to be done with that place. And I didn't know what I was going to do, but I knew that it wasn't that. And d around that same time is when Gary got the job offer down to South Florida in West Palm. So I was like, well, this is it. Let's go down there. So, but all in all, you should never stay in a job where you're miserable. Being in a job, like just because it pays money, there are so many things out there that are good for you. Like I prefer working in the restaurant industry so much more than retail. Retail just doesn't pay you enough. They pay you $10 an hour to deal with people all day long and fold clothes and do all this dumb stuff. And like with the jewelry store, I had commission. So or like sales goals. So I had to like sell sell a certain amount every single day. I had to get a certain amount of credit card signups every single day. It was ridiculous. And it actually just made me hate being at the mall, honestly. Like it made my love for the mall turn so sour. Even to today, like I'm finally, after like two and a half years of being out of that industry, I still kind of get like flashbacks of how awful it was there. And I so... <laughs> Anyways, so your job is a huge factor of your environment because you're there for like eight hours a day. Like you definitely want to like who you're working with. You definitely want to like what you're doing. There's always a way like go back to school, go 
get a certificate, you know, go apply somewhere else, go try out something else. Like even in the restaurant, like if you're in a, a server, like there's so many different restaurants out there, like there's bound to be one that you mesh with. So just don't ever feel like you're stuck somewhere. The third one is who you surround yourself with. So this is obviously important because they're part of your environment. They're part of your social group. You want to be who you're around like that, are, that you want them to be positive. You want them to be, you know, supportive. You want them to listen to you. You want them to, you know, be whoever feels best for you, right? Because if you're with someone that is always putting you down, always putting your dreams down, never lets you get a word in edgewise, doesn't actually listen to you, just talks over you, like that's not a fun person to be around. Like I'd rather be alone than be with someone that isn't a quality person for my life. I much rather just hang out with my dog all day. And (laughs) I would like, that's why my social group is so small, so, so small because I just don't have time. The other day we were downtown and there was, it it must've been like a bachelorette party. There was like a group of girls with a ton of like pastel wigs on and it was super cute, but like they were everywhere. And it was, I was like, oh my, I told Gary, I'm like, I can't even imagine having that many friends. Like, and it's not that I don't like that many people. It's that like, I just feel like it would be so exhausting to know so many people and have to keep up with everything. And, you know, it would just be too much because I like to be so one-on-one with people and like make them feel good individually that it would be so hard to have so many women like in my life where I'm just like, oh man, it's different when it's like a client like a, a one-on-one client thing. Cause like my sole purpose is to help you grow, but gosh, having a friendship, it's like, you know, you have to nurture it. So you have to be careful who you're surrounding yourself with. Like even your family guys, like if your family treats you like shit, you really just have to like back away. And I know, I, I know, I don't know the situation. I know that it it's hard to say that without knowing, but at the same time, it's like, I feel like your mental health is way more important than, like just because someone gave birth to you or just because you have the same last name or just because, you know, you're the second cousin, like it doesn't matter. You deserve to be happy. And if your family doesn't make you happy, then you don't have to go out of your way to be there for them. Right. So, and same thing with your significant other, like this can go on and on and on. Like the people you surround yourself with are so important. Like does your significant other, want you to grow? Do they inspire you to grow? Do they help you? You know, do they care for you? Do they do the things that you like? Like, do you do the same thing for them? Like, do they take advantage of you? Do they make you feel bad? Like, these are things that you really have to ask yourself. You can't just stay with someone because you don't think that, or you don't want to go find someone else that the dating world's hard. Like, that's just, that's, that's ridiculous. You know what I mean? If you are settling, nothing good can come from that. And the last one is feeding your mind. What do you feed your mind with, right? So every single day, there's two types of people. There's the type of people that go and listen to the news and they're being bombarded with murders, the virus, the, you know, the war, the presidents, the everything that's just like negative, 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 negative. And they just are bombarding their minds with that. And so all they look for that day are negative things like you know you know the people they're always complaining about politics they're always complaining about 
you know, society. They're always complaining about millennials. <laughs> they're always complaining about money, something. They're always complaining. And it's because of what they're feeding themselves. Because if it was opposite and instead they were reading a personal development book when they got up or instead they were listening to a podcast or instead they took a walk and were um, listed out everything in their mind that they were grateful for or prayed to God, you know, it would be a different outlook on the day. It would be 100% different. What you feed your mind every single day is so important. I'm sure you've heard the story about the two wolves and whichever one you feed is the one that wins because there's always going to be the two wolves inside of you. There's going to be the good wolf and the bad wolf, but the one that you keep feeding, the one that you keep growing, it will kill the other wolf, you know, because the other one's starving. The other one's weak now because you haven't been feeding it. And I don't think it's good to have a balance either. I think you should always be pumping yourself with like positive things. It's not that you're unrealistic. It's not that you don't know what's going on in the world. It's not that you're informed or not informed. It's just that you're not taking it and making it your whole life, right? Because you can't help what's happening. You can only help what's happening in your life right now. And the good that you put out in the world is going to be, is going to spread the positivity. And you just have to believe that because you can see it in your own day. Has anyone ever like been just short and rude with you? You were having a great day and then someone was just like, Ugh, I just don't want to deal with you. And they make you feel bad and then you kind of just feel bad and then you go home and then, you know, you're kind of short with your husband or your boyfriend and then, you know, they get upset and then they're short with your children and then your children go to school and then your children are mean to their classmates and their classmates go home and it's just a never ending cycle. But instead, if you're positive to someone and, you know, you made someone feel good about themselves and they go home and then, you know, they're like really sweet to their husband and like, you know, they have a great talk and then, you know, they're really sweet to their children and then their children go to school and they're really sweet to the kids there and the kids go home. You know, it has a domino effect. It really does. You have to be careful with how you're, the energy that you're bringing to the world because it matters. You matter. So this is all to say that you deserve to bloom, right? Right? You're just like the flower. You deserve to bloom. And if you're not in the right environment, like it's going to be really hard for you to feel your best self, to embrace all that you are, to bloom, right? You deserve to feel all the good things. And you won't be able to do that if you're, you know, surrounding yourself with like energy suckers or vampires, whatever we call them. You know, if you're in a job that makes you feel like, gosh, you dread going in, you know, you hate being there. You don't like your coworkers. You don't even believe in what you're doing. You know, if you live somewhere that doesn't excite you, like you can't go out on a Saturday night and go dancing and that's something you really want to do, but you have to travel like two hours to get there. Like, you know, I, <laughs> or, you know, what are you feeding your mind every single day? If you're constantly bombarding yourself with, even on Instagram, it doesn't have to be the news. Like if you're constantly feeding yourself people's like negative shit about their kids on Facebook or, you know, the fight that they had with their neighbor, like who cares, you know, but when you constantly are getting in a habit of reading about that stuff, like you eventually do care. You're like, oh, I wonder how Susie's neighbor is, even though it doesn't freaking matter. The only thing that matters is how you feel. So how do you want to bloom this week? How are you going to be able to shift your perspective and be the person that you want to be by working on one of these. Maybe it is finding a new apartment, you know? Maybe it's like even at your apartment where you live, maybe it's shabby, maybe you need to work on it, maybe you need to spruce it up, maybe you need to get, you know, a curtain that 
like has more or a place that has more natural light or, you know, whatever it is, get in a painting that makes you feel happy when you look at it. There's so many ways to feel good at where you are now, but all these things are in your now. So what do you want to work on first? Maybe you love your job, you know, but you really don't like who you're living with at the moment. Maybe your roommates are just total energy suckers, right? But, you know, maybe you really love to read personal development in the morning, but you just hate where you live. You don't have to be all bad in all four categories, or maybe you are, but wherever you are now, there is room to grow. You know, I think the biggest thing that came to me today was like, I have time. And in time in the sense where it's like, it doesn't have to be done right this second, right now. You know, I have time to do this. It doesn't have to be like, oh no, all these things are going bad in my life. I need to fix them right now. Like, no, you have time to plan it out, get ready and accomplish it. So I hope that this I, or this podcast has helped you today. I hope to see you in the next one. I really would love to know what you think. If you could leave a review, I will definitely share it on my Instagram and we can reach out to one another. I would love that. So I hope this has helped. Talk to you later, guys. Bye.